Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here we go. The journey is beginning. Welcome on in, everybody. This is a late night, essentially day of, regardless of where you're listening to this. I can't speak right now. I'm beside myself. I'm recording this on the precipice of the Thursday of March 17th. March Madness is upon us. The first four has been going on. The planned games are all wrapped up. In just a moment, it's going to be midnight where I am, which means no matter where you are, unless you're in Hawaii, it is the big day. The most regular March Madness tournament we will have had in years is getting set to get going. I'm going to break down a little bit of what to expect from Kansas, what I'm looking forward to in terms of their Midwest bracket, Big 12 teams, how I'm feeling based off of Kansas rolling through the Big 12 tournament. And look. This is the episode. This is the time of year we all wait for when you wake up, because I'm assuming everybody who's listening to this is asleep at the moment that I am recording this. I wanted to try to get at least a recording in before Kansas took the floor, and it is now midnight where I am, and here we go. All right. You're listening to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show and the Believe Network. I almost said podcast network again. That is not how they refer to themselves anymore. Your number one home. For professionals, we believe in our teams. Do you believe? And here is what I believe. It's showtime. So let's get down and let's start with the nitty gritty. Let's get to the basics. Let's get the nuts and bolts out of the way. I am wearing my new home field apparel sweatshirt. Yes, Kansas had the big new Saturday drop. If you're not familiar with home field apparel, look it up. They may have done clothes and vintage apparel for your team in the past, your alma mater. I'm assuming most of you are Kansas fans, which means that, yes, they had the apparel come down the pipeline a couple Saturdays ago. Mine finally arrived, fresh out of the state of Indiana, the crossroad state, because no one wants to spend too much time in that state. They're always going in or out of Indiana, but I digress. Uh, speaking of the Hoosiers, they, of course, won their first four matchup over Wyoming, over the Cowboys, to... Very mediocre teams duking it out there in Dayton. But that's not what we're here, is it? You can contact me. Let me know your thoughts on everything college basketball. Again, those of you who listen to the show are clearly diehard college basketball fans. Those of you who listen to the show are, for the most part, I would assume Kansas basketball fans, which means you pay attention to college basketball since early November. The March Madness. NCAA tournament bracket, and I've said this a couple times before, I'm sure of it, it kicks butt. It's unbelievable. This is something that really unifies the country. Everyone is paying attention, at least for the Thursday-Friday portion of it. And the unbelievableness, <laughs> the, the coolness of this bracket is both the best and the worst part of this sport. Some of us love watching it from early November 
all the way until the first Monday of April. Most people only care about and only watch a couple weeks at the end of March up until that first Monday of April. It bites the head off of the rest of the season. It is the head of the season. This is the culmination, and it essentially devours the rest of the sport. So that means, as Kansas fans, you've had the national championship in 2008. You've had many, 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 many very good teams since then. But all anyone thinks about with Kansas is, well, they got that one national championship. What's happened since then? This is a consistent program, wins a lot of games, have won the most tournament games in that time span. But without the national titles, it sort of is the pluses and the minuses, right? Bunch of Final Fours, a lot of Elite Eight appearances, a couple seismic upsets. It's why this is real stress-inducing times and so much joy, especially on this side of the ledger. So I'm very excited. I'm unfortunately, I have gotten way too probably optimistic considering the tone of the show since November. So let's get to it. You want to let me know what's going on? Your thoughts? Twitter at JoeNasty90, Instagram at JonasN310. Kansas will tip off today, <laughs> Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Wear your green or don't. I really don't care. <laughs> at about 10 ish Eastern, listed 657 uh, Pacific time. But, you know, who knows? It depends on the games that are going on in that site, right? So Kansas won the Big 12 tournament. And positively, unfortunately, whichever way you're looking at it, they did it in pretty convincing fashion to win the toughest conferences basketball tournament in the manner that they did leaves me feeling kind of giddy like a schoolgirl, and I hate to say it. <laughs> so West Virginia, not a great team, had to play the night before, whatever. You wipe the floor with them, cool. Then TCU. Third time meeting in the span of what? What was the number? Nine days, something like that. Tough. Really gritty team. Really athletic as well. A team that forces or, or really exposes Kansas's weaknesses with offensive rebounding or the offensive rebounding on TCU's part. The athleticism. Not a great scoring team, of course. But Kansas held firm. They took care of business. And then... To win the Big 12 championship in convincing fashion against a really good Texas Tech team who, of course, beat Kansas earlier in the year on the road, granted. But again, gritty, defensive, slow down the tempo of the game, something that's probably a weakness of Kansas moving forward and something that we'll get into in just a moment. And they handled their business. They won that game. They grabbed that game by the you-know-whats. They held on it. They yanked, and they said, this is our Big 12 championship. We're on our way into March. And because of it, gosh darn it, <laughs> am I feeling just that little bit better about this team. Mitch Lightfoot played his part. Dave McCormack played in the tournament, got some rest, though, and was able to because the rest of the team was handling their business. Remy Martin. 
dare I say he's figured it out at the exact right time. Effective playing, play a little hero ball during the championship game. But, you know, the game was sort of where it needed to be for him to, to play like that. Fit in well. Yes, if who got some minutes, Dewan Harris played his role, was active defensively. Ochai Abaji did his thing. Congratulations to Ochai. Uh, first team All-American. Add that to his ledger. Maybe he's a maybe he will be a top five all-time Kansas player by the time this month is finished. And then comes selection Sunday. And oh man, was I nervous. I was out of town. I found some TVs. I watched it. No sound. Couldn't hear. Uh, Mr. Gumble couldn't hear what Seth Davis was saying. So it was kind of a positive. <laughs> and out came the brackets, right? First overall seed. We all knew it, it was Gonzaga. And man, the West region is tough. Gonzaga, when they beat Georgia State, is going to have to play either Boise State or Memphis. That's a tough 8-9 right there. 8-9 matchups. Always nightmare fuel for one seeds, right? Memphis has been playing so well of late, and you know they're athletic freaks. And what's going to handle Gonzaga? It's going to be putting pressure on Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren, those excellent bigs. Yes, the guards are very good, Andrew Nembhard and co. But Gonzaga runs through the big guys. They are the pistons. They are the fulcrum. They are the straw that stirs that Zagalicious drink. And Memphis is big, long, athletic, and could cause problems. Not to mention, Boise State, really good team. They have Duke in that bracket. They have Tom Izzo in Michigan State as a seven seed. They have Texas Tech, who I love in this region. They have an Alabama team that was top 10 at one point this year and it's sort of Jekyll and Hyde. They have an Arkansas team that's taken down some giants over the course of the season. They have UConn in this bracket, a program that no matter how good or bad their season actually has been, they find ways to win. That's a tough region in the West. Kansas escaped and dodged that bullet. The East region, probably the weakest one seed in Baylor who lost, of course, Right there in the Big 12 tournament, injured, no everyday Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa. LJ Cryer probably isn't going to be playing. What do they get? They get North Carolina or Marquette in an 8-9 game. They have Kentucky, who I unfortunately think is going to make it out of this bracket with Oscar Shibway and their elite athleticism. They have a team in UCLA as a four seed. That was a preseason top three team. And oh, by the way, took Gonzaga to overtime last year and only lost on a half-court shot. They have a Texas team filled with good players that don't really know how to play with each other, and a hot Virginia Tech team that's probably going to beat Texas. So Kansas dodged some bullets. The moment I saw Kentucky was not in Kansas's region, I already considered that a win, and that was before the rest of it unfolded. The South region. Oh, good Lord, the South region. Arizona, having to take on those gritty, possibly going to have to take on those gritty and athletic TCU Horned Frogs. Can't score, but great offensive rebounding. Could cause some trouble for Arizona. Illinois, Kofi Coburn, elite big, a monster. A Tennessee team who's criminally under-seeded at, at a three-seed. Yes, there's not much higher to go from there. That's how hot they are right now. Villanova speaks for itself. Houston made the Final Four last year. Amazing defensively this year. 
a Michigan team that will open hand slap you. <laughs> and of course, Loyola Chicago, one of the best offenses in the nation. They have to get through Ohio State, who has a great player in EJ Liddell. And then you get to the Midwest region. And I'm not sure this could have gone. God, this is going to come back to bite me in the tuchus. I'm not sure they could have gone any better for Kansas. They get a playing game between Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern. They will play Texas Southern tomorrow. Now, I don't expect anything crazy, but Texas Southern is a team that attacks the offensive glass, is deep, and plays with athleticism. Yes, a dangerous combo for this Kansas team, but they turn the ball over like it's going out of fashion. And if you want to run with the Jayhawks, that's a bad recipe for success. And if you're going to give them extra possessions, if you're going to give KU extra possessions, that's going to lead to your downfall in most likelihood. Kansas is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. They may not cover that, but if you're worried about the Virginia-UMBC situation, probably not going to happen. They looked terrible against Corpus Christi. (laughs) Their number two seed, Auburn. An Auburn team who's played so bad in SEC play. Couldn't hit a three-point shot to save their life. Yes, athletic. Have a guy who could potentially be the number one overall draft pick. But Auburn doesn't play a lot of defense. Auburn doesn't hit a lot of threes, at least not recently. Auburn and a team that may not make it to the Elite Eight. And if you face Auburn in the Elite Eight, you got to beat a good team anyways, right? You've got Wisconsin as your three seed. A one-man band with limited athleticism. Johnny Davis, really good. The rest of the team, it's Wisconsin, right? They're gritty. You know what they look like. (laughs) That's all you got to say about Wisconsin. The biggest struggle or the biggest issue is twofold for Kansas. And here's the pitfalls. So what did I say is likely to be the biggest issues for Kansas? Quick point guards, think Marquise Noel at K-State who carved KU up for two games. Elite athleticism. Think Kentucky, Oscar Sheboy, and what they did to Kansas. And I worry about the droughts that Kansas has. And when they're not running and gunning and having to play in the half-court system, slow-paced teams. So the 8-9 matchup is not a great situation for Kansas. Either San Diego State, who has, rankings-wise, one of the best defenses in the nation. Strength of schedule, not so hot, but they still will throttle you down. It's going to be a slow game. It'll be nail-biting, and should Kansas have a drought in that game, in a game with limited possessions, it could be tough. Or they play a Creighton team, which I'm crossing my fingers it's Creighton, that lost its best offensive player in the other Nemhard brother, the point guard, Andrew's brother. The point guard for Gonzaga, it's his brother. And they have a pretty good big man. But apart from that, they try to do what San Diego State does, but to a lesser degree. So, hope for Creighton. Both really tough matchups. Again, those eight, nine matchups 
it almost feels like it's more nerve-wracking for one seeds than anything else over the course of the tournament, right? Because it's the teams that are like good, they're like mediocre, but so it could be a bad matchup. And then, of course, there's the issue of Iowa. An Iowa team that is so in vogue right now. Not to mention that Kansas is in the Midwest region, the number one seed. The regionals being played in Chicago, and who could they face? An Iowa team that has a ton of support in the city of Chicago. And, of course, a program in Wisconsin where Chicago is only a couple hours removed from the border of the state of Wisconsin. So some home court advantage that would be. (laughs) But that's not the biggest issue with Iowa. They are a fluid offensive juggernaut with a player in Keegan Bradley who's probably going to be a top three draft pick coming up. Kansas, I'm not really sure has a defensive answer for him, but this is an Iowa team. There's a reason they're a five seed, right? And at this point, I'm pretty sure Kansas will have heard all the ch- all the chat, all the chatter, all the talk is what I'm trying to say about, you know what? I was probably the sleeper team out of this conference. I'm going to pick the Hawkeyes over the Jayhawks. That's a different conversation for a different time. That would be next weekend. But those are the pitfalls. The bottom of the Midwest is nothing to me. It's really not. <laughs> Even with USC lurking down there, They have great size. They will limit your two-point shooting. We know what USC did to KU last year. It was a bloodbath. But Evan Mobley is no longer on that team. He's with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this USC team, I think, is a paper tiger that hasn't beaten anyone good this year. Colgate, potential Cinderella. (laughs) Bunch of toothpaste, if you ask me. That was terrible. I apologize. LSU, that... Oh, be quiet, Siri. LSU has no coach. Iowa State built up their resume in non-conference play. Turns out they're kind of mediocre. In truth, they probably suck. You know, South Dakota State, that could be an issue. Should they probably make it through Providence? South Dakota State, quite simply, I believe, I don't want to sound like this is hyperbole, I believe they are statistically the best shooting team in the nation. Again, strength of schedule, but so South Dakota State would have to be a Sweet 16 matchup, which means they would make it through Iowa. But look, it's March Madness. You've got conference champions. They're all good. You know what you're in for. They're sitting there saying, we're with the Big 12 champion in our bracket. And if you'd look across the bracket, across the nation, this is the one you want to be in. The matchups work out great for Kansas. No Kentucky. You don't have Peter Kiss and Bryant as your 16th seed. Granted, they lost tonight, but that is the leading score in the entire nation, and you don't want the, the possibility of him blowing up on you. Granted, he lost. <laughs> So, yeah, there's again, the 8-9 matchup isn't ideal. But Kansas plays in the Big 12. A slow-paced slugfest is like, it's the norm. Kansas is the weird team in this conference with their up-and-down pace. It's body blow after body blow. It's slow-paced teams like Oklahoma, like Iowa State, like TCU, 
Baylor to an extent. Right? I mean, that's the Big 12. Slow-paced, low possessions. Yeah. That's a, that's a Super Tuesday in the Big 12. Down in Norman. United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock. Yeah. A grind fest. So the Midwest region is there for the taking. And once you get to the final four, once you get to the elite, once you get to the final four, that's all you can ask for. Just go out there and do, just do your best, you know? So I think you know where this is going. I'm annoyingly optimistic at this point. You breeze through the toughest conferences postseason tournament. Things are clicking. Mitch Lightfoot may be banged up, but you know, if your season's going to hinge on Mitch Lightfoot's health, then you don't deserve to win the, the championship anyways. Yes, I know he tied his career high in the semifinal. Regardless. But let's really quickly go through the rest of the Big 12. And I want to start with bit uh, with Big 12. I want to start with Texas Tech. Because annoyingly, again, kind of like their situation, right? They're not afraid of anyone. And the thing they have going for them, being in Gonzaga's bracket, is Texas Tech only plays with size and length. So you need to neutralize those bigs of Gonzaga? Okay. Here's Kevin O'Banner. Here's Adonis Arms. Here is Oscar Santos Silva. It's the entire team. They don't play with a point guard. It's all length. It's all size. It's all grit. Will they be able to score enough with Gonzaga? I mean, probably not. But if you want to put a body in, if you want to stick an elbow into the ribs of Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy, that's the team to do it. Duke is soft, up and down. It'd be kind of hilarious if Coach K's final game is losing to the journeyman, the upstart, Mark Adams, the head coach of Texas Tech, the guy who was a a minor league hockey team owner slash GM for a little bit, the man who could get no respect, coordinating for Chris Beard's teams, going to the national championship while Chris Beard goes to Texas, kind of flounders around, and Texas Tech continues to thrive. That would be an amazing story. And I think, I think, I may be looking through Big 12 colored glasses, but I think Texas Tech has the arsenal to push it, to really push this thing out there in the West. Just keep an eye on it. I may be totally biased for the conference, and it may be my bias against Gonzaga. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Out of the East, I just think it lays out perfectly for Kentucky. If they get past either Murray State or San Francisco, who are both really good teams, I love it for them there on out. Purdue's good. Yeah, but I don't know if they have, I don't know, enough salt in their behind to deal with Kentucky. UCLA has, there's a reason they made it down to a four seed, right? This is a team that came in as a presumptive uh, number one seed. And they're coming in here as one of the, well, they're a top 16 team, of course, but that's a bit of a fall. Jaime Jaquez, uh, Johnny Juzang both have bad ankles. Both of them. And those are integral parts of UCLA's team. And so because of that, uh, and, and Baylor's injuries, sorry, I think it lays out really well for Kentucky, and I almost threw up saying that. I know that's not a Big 12 team, but, you know, we love to talk Kentucky here. 
Texas draws the short end of the stick. Six seed play, playing a Virginia Tech team that is red hot right now. Just won the ACC tournament, beat Duke en route to that. They're playing really well. They played their way into this tournament. I think that's a tough situation for Texas, who can't get out of their own way all season long. I don't foresee a long stay for the Longhorns. That being said, I guess I'll see them in the in the final four after I just said that. <laughs> who else am I missing? Big 12-wise, I've talked enough about Iowa State. Don't expect too much from them, even against an LSU team that has no head coach. On top of that, I talked about TCU enough. I think they can beat Seton Hall. I think the way they play their game can cause issues for Arizona. Again, I don't think they can score enough to keep up with the Wildcats, but they'll make those cats sweat. I don't mean from the desert heat. Mm-hmm. Any other Big 12 teams out there that matter? Probably not. I'm scanning the bracket right now. Uh, Big 12, Big 12. Oklahoma did not make it, and after watching Wyoming versus Indiana, what a sham. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I, th- I thought Oklahoma deserved it based off just playing in the Big 12, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's it. So here we go. This is about to be edited. This is about to be posted on Thursday. For those of you on time zones, a little bit farther east from where I'm at, you should be able to wake up, listen to this, digest, feel what you need to feel. I will then wake up soon after. Get ready to go. First games tomorrow, today, excuse me. First games today are, let's take a look. Now that, Thursday. First game will be Michigan against Colorado State. All right. That's a good matchup. That is a really good game. There's some games I couldn't care less about, to be honest with you. Mainly Iowa State, LSU. But Michigan, who, after Jawan Howard, whacked away at Wisconsin's head coach, Greg Gard. Michigan's not been that great this year, but here they are. They have their chance to prove that they belong. And then don't take my word for it. Turn on the Jackrabbits. See them do a Jackrabbit style against the Providence Friars, which is quite the contrast. <laughs> Providence has made it. Again, that's KU's four seed, Providence. Providence is your top four seed. That's your bracket. I, I got to talk myself out of this, but come on. It's laying out there decently well for Kansas, which means I'll be talking to you next week about how Kansas couldn't overcome San Diego State's pressure defense. I know, I know. I'm a sucker for punishment. So enjoy the games tomorrow. 9.15 a.m. Pacific, noon 15 on the East Coast is when this whole shindig gets going. Take Take care, everyone. Uh, Best wishes for your bracket, unless you're facing off against me, in which case I hope you lose every single game. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, enjoy the basketball. Let me know your thoughts on everything that I've said here and everything that transpires over the course of the weekend. Who knows what the upsets will be? I hope it's the ones that I picked. Uh, My upset specials, not that it really matters. I'm just loving the catamounts these days. Something about Vermont basketball. Maybe I'll have a shot of maple syrup as I watch that game. Come on, Catamounts. Get after it. They're taking on Arkansas. So take care, everyone. You know, this is 
the week where you really got to figure out where true TV is on your TV. Every year, it's my favorite stat. The graphic that shows the rise in searches for uh, what number of my cable package is true TV? Just wonder. <laughs> the spike <laughs> is hilarious. And of course, this is the number one week for vasectomies. So everyone can sit on the couch and ice up. So to all of you out there snipping away, Godspeed. And I hope everything goes well. That's not a procedure I want to see get twisted. <laughs> and then uh, you also enjoy your basketball. And what's the deal with the bright orange basketballs so far? My God, they're nuclear. Oh, I digress. Doesn't matter. That's not why we're here. All right. I will speak with everyone next week. Hopefully previewing the Sweet 16 slash Elite 8. Fingers crossed. And uh, yeah, as always. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.